back to another episode of The Shore Store. I'm Justine, and I just want to give a huge thank you to everybody who has ever listened to this podcast, anyone who's pressed play, left me a good review, left me a bad review, anyone who's ever joined my Patreon. It means so much to me. This podcast is something that I started for fun in 2020, September 2020, I believe is when I started it. Obviously, we were still in the middle of the insane pandemic and I was going through a crazy point in my life. Crazy like spiritual awakening, depression, just a lot of insane shit was going on for me then. And I wasn't working because I was still working at the club then and it was shut down because of COVID and all this stuff. And I started this podcast for fun as an outlet just to like be silly and I ended up meeting so many amazing people through it. So thank you guys so much for your support. Even like I said, even if you've left me a bad review or talk shit about me or my name has coming out of your mouth at any point in time, thank you so much. This week is actually wild because not only is it the it's the first week of the last month of the year, if that makes any sense, but it's celebrating 14 years since Jersey Shore first premiered on TV. Obviously, this show has changed my life in multiple ways. And I recently did a rewatch of the entire original series all the way from the very first episode to the last episode of season six. And this time I watched it with completely different eyes. I feel like as everyone does on the rewatches, you know, more stuff comes out about the cast. We're watching Jersey Shore Family Vacation. Of course, when you go back and watch it, every time you're going to watch it through different eyes. But especially this time for me, because I've always watched it through the eyes of someone who is like partying and drinking a lot. And I'm on my indefinite hiatus from alcohol right now. So watching it alcohol free, especially going into like season six with Mike's sobriety and everything. So I did a full entire series rewatch and I'm just here to break down every season for you guys every moment that was crucial to the dynamics of the house every season which cast members starred in their seasons because some cast members st- were the respectable stars of their season and other seasons they were more background characters and this is just Jersey Shore a love story I'm gonna call it The very first time I saw Jersey Shore, I believe there was a marathon on TV. It was possibly right before maybe the last episode aired. You know how MTV would show the entire season leading up to the finale or the reunion possibly. Or maybe the entire show had already aired. I'm not sure, but I do remember watching a full marathon of it on MTV. Instantly obsessed, instantly wanted to rewatch the entire thing over and over and over again. I wanted to be be like these people and I feel like I was right around that age I feel like I was 18 ish around the time I first saw Jersey Shore I was like just getting ready to start my best bar star life and everything about the show in that time period for me in my head was just iconic like the outfits the music just the way that you would act when you would pre-drink and go out to the club and everyone would bang on the ground and do the fist pumping thing and it was just such an insane time and I'm so 
glad that I got to experience the club life in the in the early 2000s, in the mid 2000s. If you were there, then you were there. If you know, you know type of thing. And I just feel like it'll never be like that again. It was like right before the time of you know, uh, social media kind of taking over the world. I mean, we had social media back then for sure. Like Facebook was huge. Like this is when you would go out and bring a digital camera and make a whole entire fucking album of your night out and tag everyone in it. And the next day you would be like going through your pictures, like, oh my God, untagging yourself from all of these pictures. You would go out to the club and the club would have a professional photographer going around taking pictures of you in your insane eight inch pumps and your mini leopard print dress. Like, I don't know. I just feel like, I mean, not that I've been to a club in a decade probably at this point, but I just feel like it was before the time of like everyone constantly being glued to their phone. Um, But anyways, it was, it was an iconic time. If you know, you know, and Let's just start off with the very first season of Jersey Shore. For me, this will forever be the best season. This is the number one season of any reality show ever. They were just so 100% authentically themselves. Right away, Mike and Snooki um, are the two standouts of this season for me. I think if the show wasn't the success that it was and it was only a one-off season or one-off special type of thing, I think either Mike or Nicole could have carried a spin-off show, honestly. Either one of them possibly could have had a dating show. Like, Snooki did mentioned that she did want a dating show before it was before Jersey Shore was renewed for season two she wanted to call it snookin for love I totally could have seen that happening I totally could have seen a dating show with Mike Um, but you know what I can sit here and come up with fan fictions all day so there's only nine episodes this season which is a lot considering everything that happened in this season I mean the list goes on we have everything from arrest to hookups in the house to cheating on boyfriends, to physical altercations. So for the amount of things that happened, it's just crazy that this is the shortest season. Mike is so authentically himself you often hear him say things like you know sometimes you get girls sometimes you don't sometimes the girls are cute sometimes they're not he's so unapologetic about everything although to some he can come off as like douchebag to me he just reads like real um to me this Mike we see in the first season of the show like I just said can come off as a douchebag but he's much more real to me than the Mike we see on the show now. I know that can be a controversial take, but I said it. So we get Mike and Sammy holding hands on the boardwalk and they make out for like two seconds, which Sammy actually demonstrates on Ronnie later after she chooses him over Mike, which we'll get to. So Mike is much more into Sam than Sam is into him. You know, before Sam realizes this for herself, her and Angelina go sit on the rooftop while the boys bring girls back in the jacuzzi, who are like 18 years old, by the way. And Mike is being dared to kiss the one girl. He looks over. He sees Sam looking at him. 
he gets out of the jacuzzi. By the way, in this scene, I feel like Ronnie knew exactly what he was doing because he sat up there with Sam and Angelina. He was the only guy not in the hot tub being a perv with the young girls. So I truly believe this was Ronnie making his first move on Sam. I do believe as well that Mike would have taken Sammy seriously and was down to, but I don't, however, think that Mike would have stayed in the relationship with her as long as Ronnie did. Ronnie loves the toxicity and the fighting and... um I just feel like Mike would have left her at the very first, like, are you looking at that girl? But at the same time, who knows if Sammy would have been as insecure with Mike as she was with Ronnie due to everything that started happening with Ronnie. It's just such a like, what if situation that will, no pun intended, that we'll never really know the answer to. But anyways, as soon as Mike gets his heart broken by Sammy, he's like all in on pulling the girls. Like there's multiple times where he'll have a girl with him and he'll ditch them on the street literally because he finds a girl who is prettier. Of course, since season one is where he meets Paula, who is an icon and a crucial part of the series in general. I did do an update on her in my Where Are They Now episode, if anyone is curious. But Paula actually gives us one of my all-time favorite Jersey Shore moments, which is Lauren from the tanning salon banging on the door and Paula comes out in Mike's pajamas and Lauren goes, you told your mom you were going to be home in an hour and you went out drinking. What's wrong with you? So Paula has sex with Mike in the hot tub, of course, the first night. She falls down the stairs. She leaves with his clothes on which is also an ongoing thing with Mike in the series. Apollo was the first girl to have his clothes on, but um, Mike just loves to let his hookups like keep his sweatpants and t-shirts on and just go home in them. So... Mike is uh, quickly painted as the villain of the cast, especially when Snooki gets punched in the face at the bar, which is obviously a crucial part to the first season and the series in general. It's kind of when the dynamics in the house are laid out and Mike is definitely the villain. Um, they definitely like to point out that Mike was buying the kid shots and he, of course, didn't step in when the guy punched Snooki. So after that, he makes the comment to Snooki and Atlantic City pissed off Jenny enough to have her punch him in the face. Vinny calls Mike out for being quote-unquote fake and Mike's like nobody in this house knows me whether we've known each other for a few months or a few weeks. Mike redeems himself at the end of the season or at least shows his quote-unquote nice guy side when he gives Snooki some great advice. That's one of my all-time favorite Mike moments where he's like if a guy doesn't like you it's called fuck you and there's gonna be so many other guys out there who are gonna like you for you and yeah he just gives Snooki some great advice. So let's actually move on to Snooki, who comes into the house, gets completely wasted, and she really spends the whole season trying to find love and be with someone. She right away, like, authentifies herself um, by being, like, lonely and not fitting in right away. She's kind of bullied a little bit, especially by Sam. I don't want your pukey breath on me. Um, Snooki is the underdog. And as a viewer, you're really rooting for her. She's extremely likable. In my opinion, she's the most likable that she's ever been the entire series in season one. This is, of course, before she came up with kind of the character of Snooki, which we will be getting into a little bit in this series. Obviously, Snooki took one for the team in this season by getting punched in the face at the bar, which is really what skyrocketed the show's ratings and 
and really got everyone talking about the show. I remember when that happened, everyone was talking about it. It was like, oh my God, have you seen that show Jersey Shore? Did you see when that guy punched the girl in the face at the bar? And it was just, it was a time. Um, Snooki also in this season reveals that she had an eating disorder, which is another thing that really like humanizes her, really makes you want to root for her. Although I knew, of course, how the season ends. A part of me watching her journey throughout this season with, like I said, if I didn't know how the season ended when I was doing this rewatch, it really just made me like want to see her leave Seaside with a nice boyfriend who loves her and cares about her. So we're watching Snooki party, have fun, try to find love, but no guy is right. You know, whether they puke in front of her, they have a girlfriend, they don't take the hint that you're trying to get with them, aka Cowboy Keith. It's just watching her is just so relatable as a young viewer. So Angelina leaves, I believe in episode three, but she stands out. And I know this is a super controversial take, but I really wish that Angelina stayed the entire series. I personally would take her over Dina any day, and I love Dina, and Dina definitely has her moments, but I would choose Angelina if I had to. Angelina is there to fuck up the guy's game, to humble them, to not give a fuck. She didn't take the job at the t-shirt shop seriously, and we find out she was dating a married guy. I really wish Angelina stayed and, you know, I bet Angelina wishes that she stayed too. I believe she would have brought so much to the show because although she was only in the first season for a short period of time, she definitely left her mark. And I will get to it a little bit, but Dina is almost the complete opposite of Angelina in some ways. But let's move on to Ronnie, who has the funniest talking heads, re-watching the show. I know a lot of people like I said, are re-watching it through different eyes, everything that Ronnie has gone through. In more recent times, obviously, he's probably the least favorite cast member of anybody, but pushing that out of your mind, Ronnie is genuinely the funniest one. He's my favorite person to watch during the club scenes. His dancing is absolutely insane. I love watching him dance in the club now as a 32-year-old because I'm like, how did 19-year-old me not realize how fucking high this guy was on cocaine? So let's get into Ron and Sam, who have their first fight they ever get into in season one. This is because um, Ronnie leaves the club upset because he sees Sam talking to a cop and then Sam comes home because she thinks that Ronnie and Jenny hooked up. So that's the very first fight they ever get into in the series. This is what really starts the issues between Jenny and Sam, which don't really get squashed until late season three. Ron and Sam spend a lot of the season doing their own thing, secluding themselves from the rest of the house. It's definitely at its worst period in time in season three, but season one is definitely where that starts for them. Sam gets into a fight with Snooki over this because Snooki's drunk and she tells Sam she wants to have a family meeting because she wants them to all hang out and enjoy their summer. And Sammy is like, no, let's go in front of everybody and say that in front of them. Let's say that in front of Jenny. I'm tired of people in this fucking house. You know, Sammy's just little Miss Prissy. But obviously we get the famous boardwalk blow up fight where Ron and Sam get into a fight with some douchebag from the bar. 
We see him at the bar, like talking to Polly, asking where in Jersey he's from. Polly's like, no, I'm not from Jersey and I don't want to talk to you anymore. So we see the guy following them, telling them to go back where they came from. Sam gives us the iconic, I don't repeat myself twice. What was that? You heard me. I said I don't repeat myself twice. Ronnie gets into a brutal MMA style fight with this guy. Sammy and the girl try to break it up. And this was the good old days of reality TV before security stepped in literally right away. Like security really let these guys fight in this episode. Ron and Sam get into another fight after this happens because he pushes her. Obviously, I don't condone any type of violence towards women and Ronnie's like personal life now, that's its own issue. However, this specific push on the boardwalk, it was not hard at all. Like he barely touched her. I believe in this specific situation she overreacted a little and like let's be honest neither of them handled this situation properly um but of course they get into their iconic fred flintstone toe fight they leave the house in a relationship together and they break up at the season one reunion after they play the unseen footage of sam telling mike that she actually was flirting with the cop ronnie was pissed about this more so because she was like giggling with mike after talking shit about him and after rewatching this I realized a lot of Ron and Sammy's relationship is like them getting mad at each other because they're quote unquote being fake as they call it. So it'll be like you talk to her after you talk shit about her to me. So you're so fake because you're being nice to her, but you told me you hated her. Like that becomes an issue in season three. A lot of their fights are over this if you go back and watch. So, you know, people talk about how toxic their relationship was for the obvious like in your face stuff we see, which of course I'll get into too, but no one really talks about the toxicity of them spending so much time shit talking other people in the house together. I find that part weird. To me, that's almost the most toxic part of their relationship is the fact that they they seem to use their quality time to just talk shit about other people together. It is very bizarre. Let's move on to Wow, who goes into the house with a boyfriend. She doesn't mention it until Snooki says, oh, your boyfriend Tom called. And everyone's like, what? Your boyfriend? Wow has a whole storyline about her constantly cheating on her boyfriend with Polly Wow is, of course, Snooki's ride or die this season, especially after Snooki gets punched in the face. And even at Bamboo, when we get that iconic who's your fat friend moment, Wow throws her drink in the fight and Wow feeds the girl uppercuts. That's literally one of my all-time favorite reality TV fights. I remember watching that for the first time and being like, oh my god, I want to be Wow. Like, I literally want to be this girl. Um, and then Ronnie, of course, like I said, coming through with the hilarious talking heads. I think the girl called Wow fat. That's what you get for calling Wow fat, I guess. <laughs> wow gives us some super iconic looks. I definitely like copied her hair. I definitely had like the skunk white streaks in my hair. Definitely tried to copy the way she dressed. Definitely wore those tops and bodysuits like from the sex store. Except I don't know why I thought I could pull that off because I have no tits compared to Jenny's tits. Um, So Vinny... 
Vinny is the outcast of the house in season one. You know, he doesn't want to do GTL. He doesn't think that like having a blowout and tan and muscles makes you quote unquote Guido. He thinks being like a true authentic Italian does. Vinny is a softy this season. You know, we see him take the boss's girl and her name is Tanya by the way we see him get a pink eye his family comes to visit the house his mom cooks for everyone um Vinny in season one doesn't have any standout moments for me season two obviously he's a bigger part of the show I would say and then in season three Vinny is just a complete and total different person than he is in this first season of course, Polly, who is the over-the-top stereotype of what a Guido is. He's got the tan in bed in his house, the Italian flag on everything. He gives us the iconic line, I don't resent I don't represent all Italians. I represent myself. I got a tan in bed in my place. That's how serious I am about being a Guido and living up to this lifestyle. <laughs> and I have an issue with Polly as the seasons go on. This is by far Polly's most authentic season. He was so funny and so fucking likable this season compared to the other seasons where anyone who has ever seen the show can and should be able to admit to themselves that he's just a character of himself in the later seasons, more so than Snooki is, more so than anyone else. He went with his little taglines he went with what worked and once in a while you can see his true self come out I said this during the infamous wine fight on family vacation where I'm like okay Polly's like real self came out during that um but season one he's just so fucking authentic it is not like that at all so of course uh for me for me at least. Polly's standout moment this season was when him and Mike had the girls back to their house. Barbara was the blonde girl's name and I, I can't remember the other girl's name but where he turns around when he just decides he doesn't want to deal with the girl anymore and he just turns around on her. Of course uh, hooking up with Wow, saying he doesn't care if she has a boyfriend or not he'll be that guy. Polly punching a guy in the face right in the nose at Bamboo and then, of course, which I think a lot of people would say Polly's standout moment of season one is the Boardwalk Stalker storyline. Iconic. Overall, I think season one of Jersey Shore is just the most iconic, authentic reality TV season in all of reality TV history, and it's the most rewatchable of the entire franchise. Season two. Um, season two, of course, the Miami season, as everyone calls it. This was the first season of Jersey Shore that I watched live. I remember when it premiered, it was a huge deal. Every Thursday, Jersey, like I said, if you were there, if you know, you know. My friend and I would literally go tanning. We would get snacks and lay in her bed because she had a huge big screen TV in her room. And we would watch Jersey Shore every Thursday. It was like... Neither of us would talk, say a fucking word until the show was completely over. And that was our thing. It was incredible and just what a moment in time. Um, this season to a lot. This is a lot of people's favorite season. And I definitely can see why I still prefer season one over this season. 
This is where the characters really start being built. Of course, we get the iconic note, which pretty much changes the dynamic of the entire house, at least for the next season. And just so many iconic moments. So let's get into it. Let's start with Snooky, who comes into the house with a boyfriend, Emilio. Obviously, we only see him in the opening scene. He never actually comes to Miami to see them. They have their breakup on the show, and honestly, her being with him didn't really stop her from doing her usual snooky thing in Miami, so I would say her relationship to him is completely irrelevant. Snooky has a lot of funny moments this season, but this is not a crucial season for her in the way it is for like Ron and Sam, obviously. Jenny comes into this season hot. She is ready to fight literally everybody. She's ready to just get at and bully Angelina the entire season. That is one of my favorite things about this season, actually, is just all the times Wow just casually threatens Angelina. Wow is still dating Tom in this season. He comes to the house to visit. They get into a brief fight because she took down a mutual friend's number that Tom didn't want her to take down. I'm saying that with heavy quotations. Clearly something else was going on. The rumor is that there was a drug dealer friend and Tom didn't want her doing drugs while she was there. Who knows what the actual reason is? Like that is all purely speculation. But after their brief fight, they do get it long for the rest of Tom's stay. But obviously their relationship comes to a brutal end in season three. Um, going back to Jenny, ready to fight at any moment. Of course, there is the one night after the club, she calls Tom and tells him that Polly was drunk. Angelina said something, Vinny being the dick that he is, hoping Wow will actually beat up Angelina this time, goes to tell Wow. Wow comes out ready to fight. What are you saying about me? This is when Sammy steps in. And after this fight happened, there was a lot of like, who started it bullshit. But why doesn't anybody talk about how Sammy got involved when it really wasn't any of her business? Like, why did Sammy get involved in that particular fight with Wow and Angelina? Like, nobody ever talks about that. But anyways, Sammy steps in and does the who cares? Wow, of course, doesn't back down to anybody, especially Sammy. And it ends up in the iconic, like, who wrote the note? You too. And of course, the big fight goes down. So, Snooki and Jenny are the ones who wrote Sammy the note with the help of Angelina, which of course we'll get back. We'll get back to the note, but let's go back to Ron and Sam who come into the house not together. Right away, Ron's like, you know what, Sam? Let's be single. Let's have fun. You you do you. I'll do me. Let's have fun in Miami and let's just get along. Sam doesn't want this. She wants to talk to him about their relationship all the time. She pretty much just like wants to beat up his ass and see if he still cares about her for the the first few nights. Now, Sam to me, rewatching this, she's a very insecure girl in her early 20s. And yes, I believe Sammy was one of those girls who was so insecure that it gave her this like I don't want to say confidence, like this fake cockiness almost to cover it up, like by being a bitch to the other girls in the house. I don't know. I kind of just think that whole bitchy act was just a cover up for her insecurity. Um, 
So, you know, she's this insecure girl in her 20s, comes back into the house, isn't over her ex-boyfriend, is forced to live with him when she knows that he just wants to be single and have fun and do his own thing. It's, It's hard to watch. Ronnie, however, is the one to blame for them getting back together because he comes home from the club completely wasted. This was after the blackout night when he was dancing on the stage, like completely fucked up. He gets into bed with Sam. After this, Sam and Ron do have a pretty, like, have a pretty few annoying fights, but they eventually end up getting back together for good. This is when she finds the note, and this really puts the rest of the house in the weird position. Every single guy, and we see it on the show, every single guy saw what happened at the club and really tried to play stupid with Sammy. Mike was the only guy who kind of told her what happened. Of course, the whatever the note says. Um, And their relationship is just one big ball of annoying this season. Like I said, I really think obviously it made the show that they ended up getting back together and them being together is a crucial part of the rest of the series going forward after this. But Ron really didn't want to get back together with her. It was really her. I don't know if if I was in my 20s and I was forced to live with my ex-boyfriend, if I would have been strong enough to stay away from them too, but whatever. It is what it is. Now let's Let's just get to the note. Sam, the first night at bed when you left, Ron made out with two girls and put his head in between a cocktail waitress's breasts and also was grinding with multiple fat women. When you left crying at clutch, Ron was holding hands and dancing with a female and took down her number. Multiple people in the house, therefore you should know the truth. Now that is where the note on all this merchandise that is being sold, everything, that's where it ends. But there is a Mandela effect with the note because after that final line it does say use this information wisely and Ronnie even has a talking head in the show where he says he thought it was Snooky until he saw the word wisely and knew that Snooky doesn't use that kind of vocabulary so the note that is everywhere we see today is missing a huge part at the end of it. So that's just a funny piece of information to me. Mandela effect, if you will. So in season two, Angelina is given her second shot. The girls want nothing to do with her, you know, because she was talking shit to J420, Joey Yeggs, Bill. Um, The boys take her in and let her be one of the guys until she gets wasted, cock blocks Polly and slaps him. After this, the boys convince the girls to give Angelina a second shot and start taking her with them to do girl things. However, like I said before that, Angelina was always hanging out with the guys. So Angelina was at the club when Ronnie did his, you know, stuck his head in a cocktail waitress's breast, making out with multiple fat women, etc. night. So Angelina was the only girl in the house that was there and knew what happened. Obviously, that's a huge pivotal thing to remember about season two. Angelina is really struggling to have the girls like her. And we get Sam constantly asking Angelina if she knows something. You know, there's a moment I very much remember where they're drinking mojito, mojitos. And Sam is doing her bitchy little thing where she's like, if I find out you know something you knew and you didn't tell me, we're going to have serious problems. And Angelina says something to the effect of like, 
well, now that we're friends, yes, I would tell you. Now, now that we're friends, I will tell you. Angelina does, however, discuss with Snooki and Jenny what was in the note. She admitted to Sam. She helped them write the note, and she knew. And Sam, of course, you know, decided to stay friends with Angelina, even though she disowned Snooki and Jenny. Angelina's alliances in the house at this point were pretty much Ron and Sam, and that's it. Angelina dates Jose this season. He seems to genuinely like her. He takes her out on dates, buys her a fossil watch, and then she sleeps with Vinny. Although this is an odd choice to me, especially because, in my opinion, Jose is so much hotter than Vinny, um, she sleeps with Vinny and not Jose. Like I said, I'm not judging it. I'm sure that I've done some shit like this in my early 20s. I personally, like I said, think Jose's a lot better looking. I just don't get it. The boys in the house are awful to Angelina. They pretty much use this information to slut shame her and just be really awful to her. It's hard to kind of go back and watch that. Angelina leaves the show not on a good note with anybody. Her and Mike get into a huge fight. Her and Snooki get into a very funny physical fight. But after Angelina leaves the show, she goes on to have a hit song, sell stories to tabloids, do interviews, become an EMT, and even make a cameo in season five and season six of the OG series. Obviously, Angelina is redeemed now on Family Vacation. She's a fan favorite now, and I wish she never left the show, like I said, but yeah, that was Angelina's run on the original Jersey Shore. So let's go to Ronnie. Um, we really see Ronnie's aggressiveness start in this in this season. Um, he's the most physical cast member at this point with Wow at a close second, I'd say. But this season, to me, is where it really gets scary with Ronnie. Of course, we see him get into a few fights in the first season. But this season is a whole other level. When the fight happens with Sammy and Wow, of course, Ronnie gets in it. And if you go back and watch the fight, go back, watch the full uncensored version of the fight, the extended clip, because the fight is very cut down for the show. But just go back and watch Ronnie. Watch his reactions the whole time. He charges into the fight super quick. It's one thing to try to like break the fight up, but Ronnie was very physical with Wow from the beginning. Of course, we see even on the show, he holds her down while Sammy is like over him punching Jenny. It's completely unacceptable. And this also goes the same for the time when the girls get involved in the guy fights too, which obviously we'll get to with season six with the Wow and Roger of it all. Um, so in the same fight, that's when Ronnie actually pushes Vinny and accuses him of starting the fight. It's a very scary moment because there's no need to try to fight literally the smallest guy in the house, which is something that Vinny even calls himself in the first season. MVP, last but not least. Mike in this season, unlike the first season, was very much a side character. This was Ron and Sam's starring season for sure. It solidified them as a couple. The season really gave us the dynamics of the house going into season three, which essentially is going to be Ron and Sam versus the house. Polly and Vinny are 
on a whole other level this season. Production tried to do something with them that obviously didn't work in the second season. Um, They're trying to do something interesting with them by trying to paint them as the quote-unquote good guys of the house with their girlfriends. Of course, Polly with Rocio and Vinny with Ramona. They're trying to make it seem like these are guys who want girlfriends, aren't just there to sleep around and get trashy girls who are willing to go home with them. No, Polly and Vinny are good guys who deserve respectable, nice girls, and they're going to buy them flowers and take them out on dates. It is so weird because in season three, it's almost like production said, fuck it. Let's do the complete opposite of that and let's just show you guys be the biggest fucking douchebags that we can possibly make you be. But season two, mm -mm, they weren't. So like I said, that's pretty much the end of the first two seasons. Season three, we're going to go back to New Jersey and the dynamics in the house, like I said, are pretty much Ron and Sam versus the rest of the house. It's them against the world. Polly and Vinny don't really count on that. Um, it's the girls have their own issue with them. Mike has his own issue with them. But Polly and Vinny are kind of just like, we don't care. Like I said, they kind of become their own entity in season three, if you will. And for now, I'm going to leave it off there. I'll be back next time with seasons three and four of Jersey Shore. And in the meantime, if you want weekly bonus episodes, follow me on Patreon, patreon.com slash shorejustine. I have a tier three, which is exclusive. There's, it's, you know, it stops at a certain number. Only a certain number of people can sign up for that tier. So Head over there for that. Check out my weekly Vanderpump Rules recaps and more. Patreon.com slash ShoreJustine. Please hit me up on Instagram at ShoreStorePod and we'll talk soon. Thank you for listening. Peace out.